What's happening, my friends? My name is Austin with FTM Alerts, and welcome to episode nine of Phantom Unchained. With me, as always, are my wonderful co-host, Mr. Justin Bebus, and $24, not wearing a do-rag today. What's <laughs> happening, guys? <laughs> oh, man, we got a lot of shit to talk about today, man. We got some episode. stuff. Holy crap, man. All right, let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. Everyone's got opinions today, so we're going to talk about them. Um, all right, Olympus Pro launches on Phantom. Projects can now own their own liquidity. Right. All right. So I think a lot of people thought we were getting the ohm Olympus right over on Phantom. They didn't realize that Olympus Pro is that one little part of Olympus DAO that allows you to essentially exchange your LPs for uh, for an ROI. Right. And then you get the native token back. This is a I think personally, this is a huge deal. Um, What do you guys think? I don't know. Opinions. Uh, I think it's cool it's just another tool for developers to use um i i know we talked about this before but i like uh looked really deep into it it's uh basically like uniswap except they changed a few things so you get a slightly better deal in exchange for locking um your return for a period of time um so it's just a tool um just make sure you look at their front end i really like olympus because they're like super transparent about what they're doing um, like if you go on their documentation, like the, the first, like the entire introduction is all FUD from the team, uh, which I really, <laughs> really love. Um, so yeah, they're, they're like really interested in building out tools for developers and technology. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's great. And I honestly thought Ohm was coming over like themselves. I, I think that's still maybe in the cards. I'm not totally sure though. Maybe, the success of Olympus Pro will kind of uh, precede anything like that. Yeah, I know a lot of got? people were were hoping for like actual Oman uh, Phantom, but this is this is a good entry, you know. Um, um, it's great for the projects that use it um, to own their own LP. I know LQDR, Spooky Swap, and Spirit are some of the few <clears throat> Phantom projects us- utilizing this, but uh, it's awesome. And I think I think we've seen some forks already of the actual Ohm project. I'm sure a lot of people are are excited to maybe see Ohm. You can kind of see the love for them here already, just in the forks. So hey, if, if anyone from Ohm's watching, you guys should come to Phantom. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> MGS Clark one says, please flesh out the benefits of protocol owning their own liquidity. So I'll give you guys a quick rundown. I did a video on this the other day, right? So I kind of had to go cram and watch other people's videos and like get an idea. I just noticed your shirt 24. That's hilarious. (laughs) I had to get an idea of um, like what the hell this is all about, right? So we have a fundamental issue in DeFi. And that fundamental issue is that for you to acquire liquidity for your protocol, you have to give your token emission, right? And there's nothing... So they gave some interesting stats, which said that something like 70% of people that LP in the first three days are gone after 72 hours, which is madness, right? So what we see is we see a huge run up and uh, then we see, you know, the sell pressure mounts and all of a sudden we just see the token get flattened. So what if we could give the same emissions, however, take the LPs and have them be owned by the protocols themselves? That is what olympus pro is aiming to accomplish right so what happens is you go and you create we'll we'll use spirit for example you go create spirit phantom lps 
and uh, you create a bond. And a bond is essentially a financial instrument that says after X amount of time, I will pay you back principal plus X amount of interest in return, right? So in this case, they're seven day bonds. And what is, you know, if the system is working right, what's supposed to happen is let's say you go create $100 worth of LP, you create a bond after seven days, you know, depending on the, the ROI, let's say you pull out 107%, you're going to get that completely in the spirit token, right? You're giving them phantom spirit LPs. They're returning back to you 1% per day, essentially of the spirit token. And so while the emissions are similar, um, what's happening is the results on the back end are a lot different because now the protocol owns the LP. So if the protocol owns the LP, that means they're not going to remove it. They're going to keep it in there. Uh, they're going to, and over time, what should happen, assuming, assuming it's a used process, is that the protocols will own their own liquidity to some degree, which is major because when price starts going down, as it's inevitably going to do, that's the time when LPs pull out. And they're going, shit, I better, I better get out because we got a bank run. It just causes boom, 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 boom. And that's when liquidity is really needed the most, right? So with this process, if you can bootstrap it and give the protocol the ability to own their own LP, it's a major development. It should, in fact, you know, kind of mature the market a little bit um, and give us you know, some assurance that the liquidity will be there. So that's been my like, understanding of why this is really important. Yeah, I think the most important thing to note is that you are not staking for the emissions here. You're swapping for them. So you are trading your LP. It's not like a farm. You're not staking it. Um, but uh, yeah, it is. You're getting a slightly better deal um, in exchange for some other kind of weird elements. Just look at the uh, the Olympus Pro site. They, they fucking nailed it. They tell you whether you're going to make money or not. Um, mm -hmm. So just uh, keep an eye on there. And uh, take advantage of it while you can, because it is like it's like something nice for the users uh, in most cases. Um, so just keep an eye on it. And, uh, you know, yeah. Thanks, Olympus, for offering that to us. Yeah. As a general, so, just casual user, like let's say you're LPing, um, you just if they have a pro option, would you use that for the additional gains, I guess, on top of the LP gains? Well, I personally wouldn't. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like you're trading your LP tokens. Um, so to me, those are like hedged positions. So I would rather have that than the native token. Um, it, so it's it. like native token can be minted infinitely. When you're trading an LP, you're trading premium collateral plus side token. And, you know, it's just like it's a little convenient and it's kind of niche. Um, but people get excited about it uh, because it has Olympus's name on it, and rightfully so. And it does support the protocol as well, and nobody is really losing that bad. So it just like uh, it's kind of like normally like what I would do is I would take all the fees and all of our earnings, and then I would just buy LP tokens or like you know trade for the assets and make our own LP tokens, and that's cheaper for the protocol. But um, uh, if you want to like get your users excited about LPing, um, that's when you do something like Olympus Pro, um, <clears throat> which is neat. Yeah, cool. All right, all right. So hopefully we've hashed that out. Man, I love the comments today. Holy I shit! I know you guys I are just know. like we're gonna talk about later how get price action moves and like what whales are doing <laughs> and why you guys posting those comments are the ones that are gonna lose out. Um, all right.
So uh, speaking of people who lose out, Voyager integrated Phantom, which I had never heard about Voyager like whatsoever. Um, I'd heard of them, but I had never used them personally. And I had only heard of them from like <clears throat> my, th my friends who like really just want uber convenience, don't really care to learn what the hell's going on. They just want something super, super simple. However, what I can say is like, that's great. Like that's what we need. We want to, you know, lower the barrier of entry for at least people to get exposed to Phantom. Um, so do you guys know if it's ERC-20 or, or native? I would Anyone? assume it's ERC-20 um, right now because like they would really push if it's native and it seems to be just like, I've got their website open here. It seems to be just like a big venture capital like attempt to make like coinbase 2.0 um so yeah uh if it's convenient for you and you already use the app great but i think it's just erc20 um <clears throat> i doubt they're integrating phantom in it. it doesn't seem like they're that kind of company okay all right yeah. let's keep it this reminds me of BlockFi, i guess like simple app you invest yeah. your money you earn like a percentage on it and you <clears throat> Just kind of for the simpler investor, like obviously a, this caters to the non-DeFi market, the type of people that would use a CEX to just swap some stuff. Yeah, so, dude, I like it. Did you guys see my uh, AMA with Nansen the other day, which are like, they're this really, really cool ass analytics company that just has like granular data, right? And they were showing, so it kind of ties into this because they were showing uh, Gemini, right? Gemini has like Gemini Earn or whatever it is, and they pay you like 0. 0.00 nothing percent. And then what? What they're doing is they're taking your money and they're putting it in Ave and they're putting it in Yearn and they're putting it in all the protocols that like you have access to, right? Yeah. I, just, I, I mean, I always thought that that's exactly what they were doing, and now we kind of saw the data to show exactly where the money moved. I thought that was really interesting. Wow. So they're yeah, making more money on your money. I'm um, not like you. Like if you think about it, I'm just actually. Because I know they're taking a percentage of that profit, and a lot larger than people probably know. But uh, uh, Nansen, you guys use that stuff. Uh, a lot of great on-chain data. You can kind of see where smart money's moving. There's a lot of stuff you can do on that site. Tune oh, yeah. into yeah. FKM Alerts uh, video with them. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I would say probably um, the the good thing about Gemini and things like that are one, it's an application layer, so it's really easy to use, and two, it's probably insured. Um, so, you know, that is the right product for a lot of people, even if they are taking a little bit of a fee or whatever. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah. It's just and, like, it's just like the product strata, you know? Well, they have the a knowledge on how to do it. I think Gemini even holds a banking license if I'm not mistaken. Right. I mean, yeah. that's, that's traditional banking. That's what they're doing is, you, you I think that's kind of awesome. Money. Yeah. Yeah. It's like really good that they're doing that. I think. It's like the like Binance and shit like that. Like they let you stake on Cosmos chains to help secure the network from their app. Like that is like how crypto gets to the next level. Um, even if they're taking like a little cut or whatever, it's like that that money wouldn't be in the system uh, if that wasn't the case. So um, I think it's really helping us uh, kind of attract the normie dollars. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, that's what we need. So Shiba dollars. Yes, dude. Yo, did you guys see Spooky launch their expert mode this morning? What? It's so good. Go to spooky uh, swap.finance forward slash swap and toggle on expert mode. 
and it's gorgeous. I was chatting with them over Twitter. Just, I mean, I am, I am always Ooh. blown away by the work that Spooky does because it just comes off as excellence. But like, this whoa, is, yeah, <laughs> that's what I did too when I first saw it, man. Like, holy crap, this is gorgeous, absolutely beautiful, dope. I, you don't have yeah. to go anywhere but Spooky Swap. It feels like. Bridge, swaps, I mean, LPs, yeah. farms. They've got the liquidity. They've got the lower fees. They've got. They're for. They're for the traders, and they're so for the traders that being a liquidity provider on there is fucking dope. Like I, yeah, good job, good job, Eric. Wonderful. Good job, good job, everybody. <laughs> um, let me just uh, show this real quick. So this is it, man. For anyone that. Uh, Whoa, that was. <clears throat> would like to see it. Yeah, we've always had that ability. We just never use it. But, uh, you know, this is it, man. You've got your trade history. You've got liquidity history. You can flip tokens over here, your personal orders. I mean, this is dope. This is more than just a chart. You know, it's fully featured. It's a, it's, it's like a wrapped version of Keck Tools is, I think, actually what it is. Um, and it's beautiful. And I think they did a wonderful job. And, uh, and yeah, keep doing yeah. the damn thing. Looks pretty so, great. I know. I love it. This guy at the bottom says, uh, bad boys, one zero five five says, as if I would know, when is the Binance cloud exchange announcement coming? Well, the announcement came, I don't know when, when Harry and crew will have it actually set up, but now let's, let's talk about this for a second <clears throat> while it will be helpful, right? It's not a bag pumper. Uh, it's, it's a cool thing. I think it's going to be really good for the phantom ecosystem, but like, so one thing that you know I learned a while ago, and hopefully you guys are catching on to, like, is if we're relying on announcements to pump our bags, that kind of like you know, though you'll get shaken out is what's going to happen. Is you know, like for instance, my uh, <clears throat> how do I call him? My uncle-in-law, my wife's uncle, right? He owns some Phantom, and he came up to me the other day, and he's like, so I asked a friend, and they told me Phantom's a Ponzi. And now what I should have said was, which, which banker did you ask about this? You know, <laughs> because that's essentially what it is. But, but, but unfortunately, he might get shaken out of his position because he's watching charts and he doesn't get what he owns, right? Yeah. And so, you know, if you can take a long-term view uh, on this, <clears throat> the Binance Cloud Exchange, I think, is going to be such a huge benefit to the ecosystem, and whatever happens with price is whatever happens with price. Yeah. But I think giving people the ability to trade on a platform that they're already intuitively familiar with, I think will be really, really great. That's just my own personal opinion. Um, yeah. Well, one I think phantom was one phantom, right? Yeah. It's like the, the big issue with phantom is the lack of liquidity. The cloud exchange will help address this. And it's like the dudes like Harry Yeh who have like such an insane amount of phantom, like they literally can't sell. Like if they sell even 10% of their positions, the market would crash. So like they're kind of forced, which is kind of like sometimes I think about how awesome it is. Like Phantom is a little bit whale proof in that if you're a whale, you literally all you can do is support the fuck out of Phantom because otherwise they're not going <laughs> to sell. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it seems like especially with the tomb thing, because tomb, you can literally print liquidity. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a lot of creating uh liquidity for the system so that he can actually realize some of the some of the gains he's experienced um so it is really cool and as far as like the ponzi thing like the tough thing about bitcoin is like it was created to socially <clears throat> act like create networks 
like the finance, like the price and things like that were like a total afterthought. It was literally just to create networks in the same way any like infectious viral um, entity is. Like if you're designing a viral video or something like that, that would be it. Bitcoin is the tech version of that. And um, it looks a lot like a Ponzi scheme because it acts a lot like a Ponzi scheme because like it almost is but it also isn't in Ethereum, like being programmable and stuff like that. Like it is literally tech um, like phantom, like the sociality of it and the network effect is definitely like Ponzi esque, but it's like, you don't have like billions of dollars of financial activity happening on Shiba Inu token. You know, it's like, uh, it's all about getting the network in place. That's us. And then building on it. And that's what we're doing. Um, and that's the important thing. And that's why phantom is uh, something that's good to hang on to in my opinion. And I, I can like see, so I see his point when it comes to <clears throat> phantom needs more liquidity, obviously, mm -hmm. and tomb could potentially provide that assuming it, but it's not a stable peg and it's, it's really never going to be a stable peg. It's going to be a fluctuating asset if it can maintain above one phantom, you know? So, but I do think his idea of creating tomb pairs is interesting and I, I'd be interested to see like how that works out. Um, know? I'm not that optimistic. Uh, I think it belies kind of a misunderstanding of basis cash and how the protocol works. But on the flip side of that coin, um, he's really rich. Uh, so, you know, you can kind of do what you want at these market cap levels. Until Phantom is like $100 billion, um, someone with like $500 million or a billion can just do what they want. Um, so we'll see. Uh, that'll be our new reality. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's Binance and it's a centralized exchange. So, like, you look at the spooky swap expert mode, you think, okay, by the time that launches, where's spooky going to be? Um, and it's like, they're, you know, I just, it's it's not for us, I think, is is the moral of the story here. It's, it's for a different demographic. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely not something that'll pump us. Maybe for, like, one day, um, it'll be, like, you know, it is what it is. Just don't get excited about the individual things. Get excited about yeah. the, the gestalt. Get excited about the whole. Ooh, well, I don't know gestalt. if you can see some of the comments. Like, there's some guys that just, they want their bags pumped. Like, <clears throat> Phantom is going to do what Phantom does. The people, the people making money on any crypto project are the ones who've been in there for months already. You know, it's like you need to hang tight is like the only advice in crypto I could ever give is you just need to chill out and hang tight. Because you're never going to get those returns that the people have, that have been in there for months are getting. Don't listen to the people on Twitter saying you are, okay? I promise. You just need to wait and hang tight. They're just looking for exit liquidity. Just hang out with us, you know? Watch the podcast. Buy the coins. Look at them. Buy the USDC coin if you want. Just turn on them, too. So um, this guy over in the comments says... Uh, Bitcoin's a, or not Bitcoin, Phantom's a pump and dump. It can never hold its gains. Hey, Justin, do you remember when, when we used to shoot up to 60 sats and we just couldn't hold it and go back down to 45 sats? And it was like, oh my God, we're never going to break a penny. What a pump and dump we're living in right now. Yeah. I mean, it's literally a, a liquidity problem. It's not a problem with, it's not a pump and dump. It's literally just in a liquid shit coin. And that's kind of what Andre was talking about at the conference. It's right. like, we need to focus on building liquidity because a lot of the huge, huge, huge holders aren't providing liquidity. 
it's people like you and me um, and 24, like it, it's the little guys that are providing the liquidity because we like care, you know, um, about kind of more than the money. Um, and we have a really long-term vision and we're not just all about our balance sheet. So we provide liquidity. We accept those risks. Um, and that's just, everybody needs to do that. It's why we can't be on Coinbase because I bet you Coinbase can't buy enough tokens to list us. Like I bet Coinbase can't like acquire enough liquidity to list us. Like Perrier, Roosh, all those guys need to fucking call up Coinbase and OTC them some damn coins at a steep <laughs> discount. It's like... It's 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 like a no brainer. But at the same time, you know, it is it is what it is. It, it just will take time. Um, and like someone like millionaires want to get into Phantom and our liquidity is so low that that just shoots the price way up. But we'll settle at a median. And then, you know, once we're ready for our, another leg up, once we have more tech on the network, we'll go right back up and we'll do the same thing. It's why you get these high peaks and then the, the settles. Uh, and then it settles down. It's just because of lack of liquidity. It's not anybody being evil. It's just uh, the market not really being ready for the demand. Well, and on that point, let me just, I just want to kind of share something real quick, because I think there's a lot of people that may not understand how market movements work, or may not understand how the people that are moving those markets might be working against you, right? And so here's the thing. There's guys that have charted this out. They know the significant levels. And here's kind of the way that it works. We have a huge run up. They know at what level it's going to be resistance and they just start bashing it down. As it comes down, the normies don't get ready to sell until it's down 20% and they start having this huge fear of losing out, right? And then you see it crabbing like it is right now. We have significant support sitting at 245. Will we hold it? I don't know if we're gonna hold it or not, but that signals accumulation. And what's gonna start happening is the market's going to start curving back up that means everyone with any any amount of money has already positioned themselves. And as it starts to move and you see that big green candle, that's the normies with the FOMO getting back in. <laughs> and it's going to run until that next level of resistance and they're going to bitch slap you again and they're going to rinse and repeat. So yeah. if you can if you could figure out a way to chart support and resistance, babypips.com, I strongly recommend that as a, as a quick way of getting some chart reading ability. You'll be able to watch all of this happen now. Mark up only is not a real thing. Even Andre knows it's not a real thing, right? Markets run. They have to come back. They have to grab liquidity, right? Liquidity sits in, in certain ranges within the chart. And once it gets to that range, it's time for the next leg up. And that's just how this works. So when you see it, like when I see people in the, in the, the comments going, oh my God, we're crashing. Bottom signal to me, man. It's time. <laughs> it's time to start re-entering and start pumping that price up, baby. Yo, so, when you see chats like the like the comments, you that, that's a good time to buy. And like, don't get like uh, Austin said, don't get shaken out of your positions. Don't like if you're not good at trading, just be honest with yourself. Like, hey, I'm not t I'm not timing this. I'm freaking out about the charts. I'm on the FTM Alerts Unchained podcast episode <laughs> in the comments, just freaking out. Just think, yeah, about, I it. think about it. I Be an investor. So bad. <laughs> buy appropriately, right? Like when I say buy appropriately, it hasn't even been a month since Phantom was just at a dollar eighty. Right? Mm, yeah. That was like around October fifteenth. So it hasn't even been a month. So buy smartly, take your profits when you start to see that euphoria. Enough so that you're whole. And then at the bottom, when you start to see comments going crazy, 
you buy. But what, what I'm trying to say is understand not everyone's a trader. Be happy with your purchases. Be in there for a long time. But if you're you're freaking out every day about a red candle and you're not really doing that, having that same adverse reaction on the green candles by selling, then you're just people are making money off you. Like Austin said, you're getting shaken out of your position. Your phantom bag is getting smaller and smaller because you're freaking out because you're not content with your position and the choices you've made. and You haven't taken enough profit at the times you should have. You feel so bad about it. And it's taking over your day. Calm down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, look at the comments right now. Someone's saying T-share is <laughs> pumping. I swear, like ten minutes ago, everyone was just saying T-share is dumping. So stop <laughs> looking at this stuff and just breathe. Yo, hey, there's a comment I gotta grab onto because it it just has so much fundamentally wrong oh, with it. That I need I need to mention wrong. it. So, all right, why is Harry lying on crypto banter and saying Phantom will be ten dollars before the conference ends? All right, so bad boys, uh, in in six months, you're going to meet a woman that's going to change your life. Now, if I'm wrong about that, did I lie to you or was I just taking a guess as to something that might happen, right? He doesn't have a crystal ball. Nobody has a crystal ball as to what price is going to be. Nobody lied. Uh, he, I don't know what his motivations behind making a price target was, but you know, it is what it is, man. Ride the waves. We're in an upward trajectory. All right. Yeah. And I guess like these People maybe need to hear this, but literally everyone in this podcast, Harry Yeh, everybody talking about Phantom has a fucking vested interest. Okay. So if you want, like, really, like, I try to give objective advice, but even so, like, I love this. Like, I'm emotionally attached to this ecosystem. So, like, even trying to, like, FUD as much as I can, um, you know, it's like you need to look internally. You need to come up with your own judgments. You know, enough said. It's just like, it, it's relax. Don't hear some guy who owns a billion dollars worth of Phantom say something and think, oh, this must be true. I need to buy this thing he has a billion dollars of, you know, because every cent that goes up, he makes more money than you and I have. You know, it's like, just yeah, okay. I think we should talk about Tarot real quick because my boy Replicant, sorry, I wasn't ignoring you, buddy. I just, we were in the middle of chatting and like I couldn't get to it. So uh, we all, I, you probably missed the first like four or five episodes of Phantom Unchained, but we all love Tarot. It is one of the coolest platforms. Tigris is like an absolute legend around the Phantom community. I hear that he's working on some some utility for the tarot token. I don't know what that's going to be necessarily. I haven't. I, I think uh, I heard about it. Like it's essentially fee capture. Just uh, like yeah. many people use the protocol, but tarot's kind of being farmed. How do they get back to users? I guess it's just like part of the fees from the platform yeah. back to holders. So bullish on that. that. That's awesome. That's that sort of transition where you got to find that bottom maybe you want to buy a little earlier or later wherever you buy it's a it's a whole situation yeah. I, I would buy it home, that's a cool. that's a really scholarly team who does not care about the price of their token and that is why it's one of the few tokens on the network that i feel comfortable investing in like a lot of people get mad when spooky and tarot just crab and like just go up slowly and i see that and i'm like yes yes <laughs> because like it's it again it goes back to liquidity one and it goes back to like realistic growth and it goes back to like all the people crying about oh if it was going to be ten dollars i bought the top whatever like that doesn't really happen when 
when there's really deep liquidity and people that are focused on liquidity for their token and focused on technology. That's what I get really excited about. And yeah, Tarot is fucking dope. The protocol is awesome. Um, really studious team. They do everything right. Beautiful. Tigris is a lovely man. He's he's the best. I was really hoping he was going to come to Abu Dhabi, man. I don't think that panned out. Speaking of Abu Dhabi, I got to tell you guys this. All right, so all right, so like you know, I got to do the the uh, the panel right, and for whatever reason, like so, my my mother in law is kind of like she's a huge fan of all these people, and and my wife was like, well, you know, I just went and bought some Phantom on Gemini just so I could have my own little account to play with, so that I could kind of like feel the energy that you're feeling, right? And I called her one day and she goes, honey, I bought the dip and I, <laughs> and I almost fell out of my chair. I'm like, I've never loved you more than I love you in this moment right now. All right. I just had to share. My that girlfriend talks about buying the dip. It cracks me up. Before, <laughs> like, before she even knew I was into this stuff, she was like bragging about a Robin Hood. She's like, hey, buy the dip. And I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Keep her. Keep her. All right. So uh, we, we touched on this, but right, Coinbase is not listing Phantom. I'm sure there's reasons for it. Like they're listing every uh, uninvestable shitcoin, as as uh, Justin would probably call them. But yeah. at this stage of the game, all right. So for anyone that wants to get on the Phantom Network, what I personally share with them how to do: set up your MetaMask, go buy USDC on Coinbase, bridge it on Spooky Swap, and boom, you're in. Right? I understand it's a couple of extra steps. Yeah. It's a little bit of a pain in the ass, um, but it works. And so, I mean, is so I think a lot of people are, still think we're in 2018 when Coinbase had like four coins. And if you got on there, like XRP was going to be listed tomorrow. I remember the XRP boys drove me nuts. But like mm -hmm. if you if you got on Coinbase, yeah, you were probably going to see like 100, 200 percent pump. I don't really think it's that way anymore. Like they're listing Not everything and there's yeah. a lot of, you know, if you can cash out directly to cash, which is what Coinbase lets you do, um, it could even have the adverse effect um, potentially, right? I don't know. What do you guys think about this? I think it's just a, a same deal. It's a lack of liquidity. Like the, the coins they're adding nowadays, like Coinbase went public and then started taking fiduciary responsibility seriously. And then they started listing scams like Cardano and Shiba <laughs> and shit. Um, <laughs> And the thing is, like, the reason those things get listed is they have a lot of, one, VCs, and two, in, in the case of Shiba, it's just people who got in early, in the case of, like, the Super Ponzi's like that. But they just have a lot of guys with a ton of tokens who are willing to go up to them and say, hey, will you list us? We've got all this liquidity. We've got, here's an OTC trade. Here's some money. Here's this, that, and the other. And then they can list them because what they need is liquidity. And they need enough money to offset risk and to pay for integrating your token and, and getting it set up. Um, so it's like, I mean, it's a business. Like if they're not going to make money, then they won't do it. And I think the problem with Phantom is, is we don't have a lot of those whales. Um, and they had a big package of funds and they decided that the move was to invest in the network and not in a sex CEX listing, um, which was amazing a sex listing okay yeah, let's all I'm giggle <laughs> I'm, uh, sorry, dude. I'll say dex <laughs> um, I'll just say cex uh, but yeah I mean it's like uh, 
Phantom has different priorities, which is why we're here, you know, um, and eventually there will be like a Uniswap V3 implementation or Uniswap V3-esque implementation on here. And suddenly the liquidity on chain will be deeper than off chain. And that's what happened with Ethereum. And once that happens on Phantom, we really, really, really win. And, and the foundation didn't want to waste their money on that. So really it's up to like the super whales, like the Rouches, the quantum fintechs, Harry Yeas. They need to approach Coinbase and say, hey, you know, we've got all this liquidity. Um, we've got all this money. Can we make a deal happen? Um, and they need to do that. The foundation should not be doing that because the foundation is focused on technology yeah. and decentralization. Um, and that's like, again, why Phantom is successful and why we're here. Um, so I think some of the super whales, I mean, I'll call them out, like definitely like, you know, pull your pants up. If you want that to happen, you guys need to tell the the really big whales that they need to facilitate it. Because right now, Phantom is supporting projects on chain. And I will tell you, in one year time, all the money they're investing into Phantom projects will kind of, you'll see it bear fruit. And uh, Phantom is going to just absolutely crush like the competition. Like they're get like the incentives we receive from Phantom as a company. I literally hired six engineers and I'm spending months investing the money into training them. They're not even Solidity guys, just so that we can create more developers on Phantom. And it's like that, yes, well without done. that money, we can't do that. I got a special, special guest for you. Double Sharp is joining Whoa, us dude, in the house yeah. today. Oh, I dropped him the link and I'm like, bro, come on late. I don't care. Just, just yeah, come on. Late. It's my <laughs> style, being late. Oh nice. man, you're good. Uh, everyone welcome. Coffee, so this right is on. like amazing. So we Cheers. have two Justins and an Austin right now on this stream. So things might get a little confusing, but whatever, man. <laughs> so we're talking about Coinbase, um, Justin, Justin Silver. And uh, so I have opinions on this. Now, when I was in Abu Dhabi, the what I heard, right, was that Phantom has done everything on their end. It's been taken care of. But you have to you have to take something into consideration, right? So Ran, everyone probably knows Ran Crypto Banter. Uh, he put out a tweet saying Phantom, Coinbase, Birdie, or something like that, right? Here's the thing: Phantom is a publicly traded company regulated in the United States. That is front running to every damn degree it could possibly be. So if a listing was imminent, tweets like that probably put the cancel on it. That's my personal opinion. Like that shit doesn't go down in this country. They won't let it, yeah. or unless Coinbase, not fines. Yeah, right. Exactly, Coinbase, not yeah. fans. Yeah. Um. So, oh, that could be it too. That would be that would be dramatic as fuck. Because yeah, it seemed like they were setting the stage for a while with all the wallet integrations. Um. But yeah, it's just like because Phantom isn't like a VC scam. Like, there's a general lack of professionalism. You know. Um. So these deals are like way harder for us to pull off than anyone else. Um, but it's why our DeFi is banging, you know, it's like uh, a balance between, you know, we want to play this centralized traditional finance game on our end. But Phantom's like, no, we want to do all DeFi. Um, and then, yeah, that's why I say like the Harry Yeh, like that's a professional ass guy. That's a rich ass guy. Like he could execute a deal like that. Um, but the foundation, like I think they should keep focusing on, on the decentralized stuff. Um, because that's their bread and butter, and that is what is going to get us on Coinbase anyway, whether they like it or not, because we're just going to keep dominating in that space. Um, 
And thank yeah. you, Andre. Uh, his his advice, I'm sure, is pushing them in that direction. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, too, like Coinbase wants to make money, and if there's, uh, you know, if there's money to be made by listing Phantom, they're going to try and do that. Um, but like you were saying, with Coinbase being publicly traded, they literally, if they, it's not even just that it would kill the deal. Like they could like get fined or go to jail from the SEC for insider trading from like posting stuff on Twitter. So anybody who's like posting on Twitter that Coinbase said that they were doing something, Coinbase did not say that because they legally yeah. did not do that. Bingo. Yeah. That's the Double one thing that desperate energy probably kind of turns this sort of stuff off. That's the one thing I don't like. I would love an extra on-ramp for people that don't have it, but yeah. that like pressuring them or like it's coming or just kind of ease off that fandom can do well on its own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these comments are crazy. Uh, dude, they're, dude uh, I'm going to call you Double Shark because if I call you Justin, we won't know what the hell's going confusion. on. Dude, the comments have been insane today. Just, oh, complete apocalyptic shit going on. But you came at a good time because we have a couple of NFT topics that I wanted to talk about. So, Shimanka, the I man, uh, human. I'm so sorry, I'm gonna screw this up, but it's like a one of one that she put out an ancestral human. It was one of the goddesses or something, yeah, right? Yeah. Sold for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars to uh, Roosh. We know who bought it. He paid yeah. thousand phantom. Unbelievable. And I like, you know, I met her in person in Abu Dhabi. She is exactly as wonderful as you think she is. She got up and, and did a presentation on the stage i'm just like so happy for her dude i just i couldn't i'm like so happy for her any any opinions thoughts concerns i mean no concerns same feelings like that's i mean i don't know people probably don't know that much about me i do like i'm a software developer but i like to play around with art in my spare time like i'm not a painter but like i'd like to build stuff a lot of my friends like to make stuff um, you know, living in San Francisco for so long, I feel like there's like a weird Venn diagram of like artists and tech people and then like how they overlap. And so I'm like super aware that there's tons of artists who make cool stuff and like never get compensated for it. So that's like one of the cool things about working on these projects is that like if you look at how a lot of them break down, like the artist is actually getting compensated more than anybody else on, on a lot of the NFT projects. And, you know, they should, it's their creativity. It's like the, their art. And so I think it's like, that's one of the fun things about working on NFT projects is that you get to see artists like actually getting compensated for the work that they're doing. So, you know, seeing like the ancestral Uman get popular and sell for, you know, more money than I've ever sold anything for. <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's like the tech guys just like taking their cut and putting the tech like commodification uh, onto the art scene. And the artists are winning, uh, which is dope. Like I have tried, like before I was a programmer, I tried to be like a professional writer and a painter. Um, wasn't really good enough at it, uh, but um, it is like I have like such a tremendous respect and like her painting, like her like ability to like, you know, blend and, and do all that. Um, even though a lot of her shapes are pretty simple, it's like she still creates like these really, really beautiful uh, portraits. And she like does it fast as fuck. And she's like, she's a super pro and like she's really, really prolific. And that's like what you look for when you're thinking about like an investable artist. It's like, can they produce consistently good work 
a lot and she like nails it and she's cool and everybody likes her and you know what props to Roosh for paying her up that's a man who respects the ladies uh to some extent <laughs> but uh yeah he's uh he's like um yeah uh, good for her if any she's an og if anybody deserved a sale like that on phantom it's her and it's going to keep being her uh, I think because Uman's are fucking dope. Um, and that was the first NFT I ever spent money on was a bit Uman. Um, so props to her. It's fucking Any dope. Of us. Awesome. My first NFT as well. Bingo. Yeah. So, all right. Along the NFT lines, Magic Cats. Holy shit. Dude. They sold out quickly, dude. And, <laughs> and they're dope. Yeah. And like some utilities coming for these things. I mean, spooky, you know, anything spooky does, you know, they're going to do it well. And they didn't just like pop out a bunch of kitty cats with uh, ninja stars, right? There's a lot going on. Did you guys? Did you guys grab some of these, man? Oh, I was had to. Yeah, I was browsing. He stops doing something. You ain't grab yeah. it, man. Dude, we were me, me and Goober Crow was like sitting over here. He was like, NFTs are stupid. Just <laughs> and me and Goober, me and Goober, we were gonna like go out on a walk somewhere to get food, and then. Goober was like, wait, Spooky Cats is in 90 minutes. And I was like, that's plenty of time. And then he looked at me and we're like, okay, we'll wait. And then we put off getting food for 90 minutes so we could uh, catch the mint. And it was a lot of fun. And uh, they're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> spooky, yeah. Anything Spooky does, you need to like just be there for. Otherwise, yeah. you'll be square, as I believe it's <laughs> And Screamo, <laughs> man. Working. So the answer is yes, I missed it because I was working in it sold out in five minutes or whatever. Yeah, you didn't have much time. I was on a plane, yeah. man. I, I, I have an actual excuse. The The internet on Lufthansa is like the most ugh, annoying thing in the entire <laughs> world, man. But what I did manage to get was some of those Screamos, man. And those are actually, there's a bunch of them for sale on uh, PaintSwap. Yo, those are dope too, man. Anything those guys do, I'll throw the Scream team in there too, man. They're, they're excellent. I love their yeah. art. Absolutely. I also got a lot Amazing. of Screamos. Uh, like me, me and Goober, like there's like this concept of like a chuni in like Japanese and anime and stuff, and uh, that's what we call uh, Eerie because he does like the cutest shit ever, and uh, he does it like so perfectly, and he's like the ultimate like chuni. Um, and then Scream is like he's like more punk with it. He's like I could tell he's like he used to be like way more punk when he was younger, and then. He like probably got like a good job and a lot of professional experience. And then he like found crypto and then now he's slowly finding his roots again. And it's like really cool to see the Minecraft game was fun as fuck, even though I, I literally couldn't kill anybody and I got killed like a hundred times. Um, but <laughs> yeah, he's uh, protecting the bed, bro. Yeah. Honestly, like scream, scream, tarot and spooky. Like those are the guys that I just like, I, I look at for inspiration. Um, and it's like they do a lot of the stuff that I want to do. And then they do a lot of stuff that I didn't even know I wanted to do. Um, and it's just like, I think, you know, those are those are my those are the guys I love. And I hope Tarot comes up with NFTs because I know they'd be fucking off the chain. They'd be banging. General Kenobi. Yeah, it was probably dude. There was some guy like Cheez-Its. There was like some guy with like a weird name just freaking beating me down. And yeah, if my Magic the Gathering skills could translate to Minecraft, I'd beat all your asses a hundred <laughs> But unfortunately, Minecraft is not a turn-based game. So, <laughs> oh my God, my ten-year-old daughter loves Minecraft. 
All right, let's keep this going, one. man. So we're getting a ton of ohm forks, like a ton of ohm forks. And I know nothing about any of them except for Exodia uh, because I was <clears throat> added to their multi-sig yesterday. I had a call with the dev this morning. I like what they have going on, right? I mean, he seems cool. Caution, obviously caution should be taken in any of these, you know, just straight up forks. Um, however, he was, he seemed very forthcoming, willing to get on a phone call with me. Uh, it's myself, Erie and Fiery Dev on the multi-sig with him and one of his developers, which is, you know, uh, mildly comforting. So I don't know, I, I like what these guys are doing. The token seems to be, uh, hanging in there the apy is juicy i don't know are you guys in any of these ohm forks right now i was in and out no. of them as, as i think most people should be i think the apy yeah. is 68k so uh that as yeah. may, you know you gotta watch out a little bit but if you're buying or the bottoms and selling the tops and you're just managing it go for it but if you're like one of the people that was just in our comments uh freaking out about like prices and stuff you get Stay the hell away, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the thing the thing about ohm is the only reason the price can go up is if demand is increasing. Um, which makes sense. But you look at the APR, you need to understand that this token is designed to go to like a dollar. Um, like if you read their documentation and they outline all of this, anybody who's interested in ohm needs to read their documentation. That is a solid fucking team, but their marketing department is maybe too good. Like the tech guys <laughs> like, we're going to float everything and make sure everybody knows. Um, but, like, you need to understand that like, there will be a point where like the increase in demand wanes. And at that point, that APR is designed to push it to a dollar. Um, and like, it's designed so that as long as you stake, and as long as you follow what they're doing, it's kind of like basis cash in that way. As long as you stake and do that, like you won't like you will get enough ohm. And as long as you're compounding and all that, and they do that for you, you will get enough ohm to offset any losses. And then it will, you know, curve into a dollar, and then you should be okay. But like that's not like people are not don't do things right, especially when like shit hits the fan um, and and the coins start going down. So. You need to be really careful and you need to read their documentation carefully because it is like really fabulous because they know all of you are aping into these uh, protocols without really knowing like what's going on. Um, so read their documentation 100 percent. And two, it's like if you weren't around for the core uh, craze on Ethereum, I don't know if you were double sharp, um, but basically it was kind of a new like framework to facilitate uh, that network effect. Um, some people like to call it Ponzi-nomics, um, but uh, just kind of a new, like, interesting framework that most people didn't understand, but, you know, was really exciting. Um, and then people started forking them, forking them, forking them, forking them, which drew a lot of the attention away from the main protocol which eventually resulted in kind of the demise of them all. And now core is just like, there are a lot of people trapped in there. Um, and Ohm solved a lot of the core core's issues. And Ohm, like the core guys are like genius engineers, like really fabulous developers. Um, but 
they didn't do any marketing. So Ohm is like amplifying everything Core was doing with really, really good marketing. They've got some better tech. Um, you know, they implemented a bonding curve. They, you know, implemented a way to, you know, create uh, profit. But it's like, just like read their documentation and understand that uh, this isn't like, I don't know. It, it, people people think it's something it's not. Just understand it before you buy it. Well, and I think people buy people are people look at things on not necessarily the right time scale um, because if and that's sort of like Austin you were saying are you in these like it sort of depends on what you mean by that like are you putting money in to take it out two days later to put money back in take it back out like that's that's definitely going to be inherently risky and you're not even necessarily investing in a protocol you're just trying to you know you know buy buy low, sell high over and over again and like read charts or something. Most of these projects are, are like their intention isn't to like pump their price and then have it go back down and then pump it again. They have like something that they're actually trying to do behind the DAO that, um, that you know, whether they actually are successful or not, that's ultimately what's going to create value behind everything. So like, I think right away, you're just sort of like trying to get in and out of a pump uh, versus like actually looking at what the project's doing and seeing like, do you think they're going to be successful long-term? 100%. And I think one thing, one place that people get screwed up, right, is they look at, all right, so I've got the Exodia site up and they look at a 68,000% APY and they get confused that that's an APR, which it's not. So if you look at a 68,000% APY, right, what you're actually earning is roughly like 1.6% per day. And like 55,000% of that 65,000 will happen in the last like month, <laughs> right? It's a, that's assuming you stay in for the entire year. So uh, it's a bit of a misleading uh, metric, right? But if you look at, they do actually show you, okay, the five day rate, 9.35%, right? So just look at it like a 1.5, 1 1.75% per day auto compounding single-sided yeah. staking deal, right? Which and that's really what it good. is. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's especially like early on, like these things are designed to like go crazy early on. But yeah, it's like you need to kind of follow, you need to toe the line and understand that all the people getting excited about buying it and selling it over and over in these hugely inflated ranges, eventually they will lose interest. And what happens at that point is like, it is purely like, do they have the developers to actualize their vision? And every single core fork failed. Um, and even the core developers moved on to other projects um, because it is experimental software designed to shuffle money around. Um, you know, it's not a lending protocol. It's not an exchange. I mean, it is, it is kind of an exchange. It's using the Uniswap uh, bonding curve. But like the people making money are the Olympus DAO. And that is a solid fucking team. And I doubt any own fork uh, really holds a candle to what they've got going on. Um, so just understand that and like figure out who the developers are, figure out what they've worked on in the past. If they've worked on like, you know, penis coin, you know, number four in the past, you know. Dude, Damn, I was just about to launch one, that. Three, those were solid. Okay, penis coin four. You know, yeah, that was the good one. Okay, well, 
to each their own. All right. Um, it's no butt coin. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Ribbed. Um, Big shout out to my boy Ribbed. All right. <laughs> Let's keep this thing going. So BTC Miami is in January. This is another keynote event. So for anyone that doesn't know, you might be saying, well, how does this apply to Phantom? Uh, Keynote's the company that Harry bought. They put on the Phantom DC conference, the next conference they're doing, BTC Miami. It's January 17th to 19th in Miami for all my US friends that may want to meet some Phantom people. I know that I'll be there. Bunch of bunch of friends will be over there. You gonna go, Double Sharp? You wanna go to Florida for any reason? Um, I am actually going to my, I'm going to be visiting family near Daytona around then. So probably, Bro, yes. I live like a half hour from Daytona. If you don't call me, I'm going to yell at you, dude. I mean, we fly into Orlando when we do that. So I live 15 minutes from that airport. Okay. All right. Keep talking like that. All right. Cool. 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 Uh, liquid driver, man. So he dropped some heat in uh, the Kings chat the other day. And essentially the heat was this. So what if you could stake your ice on the phantom side and have it have a platform stake it for you on the Ethereum side automatically without you having to go through the gas fees and the bridging and all of that, which I thought was a really, he also discussed uh, something to do with spell, like kind of the same type of deal, stake your spell on the phantom side and the platform will will bridge it on your behalf and uh, go ahead and stake it on the other side. I don't know. Sound like a pretty cool deal to me. I love Liquid Driver. Got to meet him in uh, Abu Dhabi, and and he's a G man. He's on it. Was that so, Doctor Liquid you met? Doctor Liquid was there. Dude, that guy's can't dope. can't tell you can't tell you actually that he was there. You know, because he's an anonymous developer. But yeah, he was ah, there. Ah, okay, I feel you. He, he was there, man. He's a good guy. I, I'm I'm a fan. I think it's Pops awesome. I think there's uh, a lot. Most of Popsicle's liquidity is on Phantom, or a lot of it's on Phantom. A lot, a lot of, of it. Well, on Phantom. Um, I know mm -hmm. so many of my friends that had to kind of bridge. They they want that twenty percent performance fee when it's actually up and running. They want the stake spell. So, uh, Doctor Liquid, he's he's always doing stuff we need. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, he's on That's it. A so smart somebody, guy. Somebody's asking in the chat here why is Tarot APR suddenly becoming negative? Um, I don't see where you would see that it's becoming negative unless. So it can become negative if you leverage to the point that the lending fees outweigh the APRs, in which case you will have a negative return because you've over leveraged. And the more that is lent out, the higher they have to pay the people that are lending, which means it takes away from your APR. That's how that works on Tarot. So. And I would say more likely than that is it's an issue with the graph, uh, which is uh, historically shitty. Um, so it might be the operations he's performing on the back end that rely on the graph are getting fed incorrect inputs because I've seen that too. Like when you just go on the site, everything like appears grossly negative. Um, he just needs to like, you know, do some resiliency, uh, work, but, um, I'm sure he's busy and that will come with time. But if it's like negative one, two, three, four percent, then it might be what Austin said. But if you're seeing negative in the hundreds of percents, um, that would probably definitely be an issue with the graph. Um, it's why there's no good way to like get blockchain analytics. It's just like how we do it is we like do on-chain reads and then fail over to the graph. And if the graph fails, we just show cache data. Um, and it's like, you just need to create like nested, uh, ways to like display data. We're like, people still complain about our data every day. So it's yeah. like it's uh, really like hard to do right 
And I've been looking at like helping people set up their own graph nodes because I think like the graph came to Phantom, but they didn't tell anyone what kind of hardware they brought to Phantom. And I, I don't think it's very um, powerful because I know like I set up my own node and I know some other people who have been like you can re-index in like, you know, 10 to 15 percent of the time it takes the public nodes to index. So I think that they're just not they just don't really have the horsepower behind them. Can you send batch calls to the RPC? Mm-hmm. We batch calls. Like, can you can you batch a bunch of RPC queries and then um, send them all at once in only like a single call? Casper Nice talked about that once, and I asked him about it, and then like he got busy and never responded to me. But yeah, I'm not uh, sure. I, I know you can do some batching, but I haven't. I'd have to look at it a little bit more. I've done. I did like a little bit of stuff with that, but I'm not sure if it's, it's exactly what you're talking. Okay, sorry. I, I know that was like a tangent that nobody's interested in, but Double Sharp's a smart guy, and it's not often I get to talk. I will tell you guys that I do know of a team, um, and I'll share it with you when we're not on the air, that is working on a replacement or something that's more efficient than the graph. Um, and they have oh. massive amounts of data across five chains. And I would be more than happy really? to let you know who they are when we're not on camera because they're not public with it yet. Yeah, and yeah. Justin, you've gone all, uh, you've gone non-HD, man. You've gone, pl- you've gone plaid, man. Uh, if anyone, if anyone gets to Spaceballs reference, which probably nobody does, but anyhow. Hey, um, everybody's seen Spaceballs, bro. Like, <laughs> I've seen Spaceballs more than any other movie and Tesla plaid, like they, like it's in pop culture still. Like that's why they <laughs> called it plaid. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, popsicle finance. So, all right, yeah, five hundred mil just... market cap with no product. That's all I got to say. And I'm unbelievable. Not further, it's, it's absolutely insane. It's so, it's the most ridiculous thing I've seen in my entire life. Danny is, <laughs> Danny is like something else. That Danny guy, Master. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. Five hundred mil TVL, no product. This is like like Nicki Minaj. Like she was like, God, you know. Platinum shit, no album out or whatever. You know. <laughs> I just, mean, yo, his stuff synergizes so well. Like he's he's get, he's being honest. I remember him saying the, I think it was ETH uh, mempool would just be like sixty percent. Don't quote me on it, but he he's reasonable about what's coming for popsicle finance. And just think about all the stuff that people are seeing in the back. End. Like, um, yeah. you can probably on. On your popsicle LPs, you can deposit them on Abracadabra and borrow against them. That's already using his platforms to benefit each other. There's just so much stuff. People are so bullish. Obviously, if you were smart, uh, maybe two days ago, he's repaying the loan. There's a little bit of a like a price drop, and then boom, it shot straight back up to what like fifty dollars on. Yeah, right. It's so sitting around fifty forty six. Right? It, it, like, it's still it's not just all hype. Like you can see the work. Like you know what's Dude. gonna come. Like he tried. Like you saw. Pergola, you saw the rates there. It was doing well. Um, and, and Limon's coming eventually, and he's going to do that fully cross chain. It's 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 a lot more than hype. Like he has he has the tools to pull it off. I mean, but, but like pull what off is the question. Like this isn't a new DeFi primitive. He's literally just creating like a yield optimizer for Uni V3, which well, not just awesome. Uni V3. Like that's that's for Gola, but Limon is he's trying to go. To Solana, he's trying to uh, tap into that UST reserves. That's the the, the Terra, and he's trying to do a lot of stuff. Five hundred mil, though, bro. Five hundred million dollars with no product. 
It's just Dude, like even like if a the whole world. No cuber. You're so but the thing salty. Is, the thing is, like, I was talking about this the other day. Like, I'll be critical of like the Daniele coins and all that, like a hundred times over. But like at the end of the day, he's still one in the conversation and two, like making DeFi happen. It's like we don't talk about the Shiba Dev. We don't talk about the fucking uh, Richard Hart. Uh, you know, we don't talk about like the hex guys or whatever. It's because Daniele is like doing legit stuff. It's not his fault. Like his market. I mean, it is his fault. His marketing is so good, but it's not his fault. You guys like feed into it so much. Also though, like 500 million without a product is something that I would like to do. I mean, because that gives you all sorts of opportunities to make Ah. the thing. It ultimately comes down to like, um, you know, if, if it's somebody sketchy who's like got five hundred million with no product, then you're like, or like you get some anonymous person. It's like all of a sudden it's like weird. I still think you know five hundred million without a product is, um, you know, it's kind of crazy. That's a ton of money, but at the same time, like I think you, once you sort of establish yourself and you have a reputation, and then people and like I mean, part of it is just hype and people getting excited and stuff. But like, it's not. It's not like it was. This was the first thing that came out, and then people just threw a ton of money into it. So I think there is like the precedence for people doing that, and then you know people just get excited and throw money. Into yeah, I mean it, it's like you know it's not that liquid, and all like there are a lot of precedents for this, but off chain, which is kind of why it's so exciting. Like he's doing a lot of stuff like that happens in the traditional world that hasn't happened in DeFi yet. Like he's giving out, you know interesting loans uh you know and and he's doing things that a lot of like people don't want to touch with DeFi. um and you know we'll see how it pans out i will i will fud any token i think is overvalued you know and when popsicle is like eight dollars then i'll be on the popsicle train you know it's just like um there are things i think like when so many dependencies are wound up in something that's overvalued, once it has that negative price discovery, all of those dependencies are affected. And it just creates a really dangerous environment, especially for developers. I, I can um, agree with the negative price discovery, but he can he is kind of hedging against that. His products are going to be generating so much value for the holders, you won't want to sell. Like That's the whole point of kind of like the spell and staking your spell. Obviously, Popsicle's not ready right now. But you don't have to sell. You don't have to sell. You stake. You're in that 20% performance fee. And this guy, like, he's tapping. I'm going to be, well, let's say you have ice, but I don't have ice right now. I'm just going to say that out loud. But um, let's say you stake the ice. I know. I'm a no icer. I'm so disappointed. I know. I know. (laughs) Dude, I don't know. If you're holding ice at these levels, you have the biggest balls in the entire world. Vibranium, baby. It's like, yeah, it's. 20% 20% performance fee. We're basically eating the lunch of these soul guys, you know, that's going cross chain. I just, I can't help but be so bullish on, on Daniel and the stuff he can kind of do. And and the LPing, just taking your L- popsicle LP, let them earn and pay back the loan. And then you go borrow some MIM. Like it's, it's just so nice to do and it synergizes so well. It opens yeah. up many strategies, but I do agree. Like people, Gotta be like, especially the guys in our comments that are buying now. Um, yeah. like, be careful when the product product launches. Be careful with most things that can be farmed. And be, you know, yeah, so yeah. just kind of do your own due diligence. I do agree with that, but 
There's I don't think it's really fun either. Like, I mean, I think I saw like some comments, but like, I mean, I, I agree with Justin in general. Like you can actually believe in something, think it's a good idea and still be like, hey, there's $500 million locked up and they don't have a product yet, which could end up great, could go another way. It's like, I, I think it's totally valid to like point out things that people should pay attention to and everyone can make their own decision at the end of the day. And if like, these are all just opinions on things, but I, I totally think it's valid to like, you know, call things out that people might want to look into. Yeah. So I, I do, do want to share okay. analysis. It's just analysis. Like I like, that's why like a lot of secu- like I'm coming from the security side of DeFi development. He's coming from more the marketing side of DeFi development. And they're both really important, but it's just why guys like me are like, you can't market because this is experimental software. And if too many people, like, for example, like Yearn can't deploy strategies because Daniele added their uh, Phantom YV token to MIM and too many people aped in. So now it's too risky for Yearn to test their strategies in production. So they had to roll back to ape tax. It's just like security engineers and people who are focused on managing risk see shit like this happening. And it's just like setting off every alarm in our heads. It's not to say he's he's creating kick-ass products. He's, he's, he found like a niche that a lot of people were afraid to touch. Mm-hmm. And he's developing tech across like a fairly wide, you know, breadth, you know. And that is important. I'm just saying the prices on this shit uh, are really, really high. The risk is really, really high. And for something to have so much TVL and so much risk and so many dependencies um, is just like that is an apocalypse scenario waiting to happen. And now this is just my perspective from the other end of the spectrum. I think what he's doing is fucking dope. Uh, But at the same time, it is literally like the most dangerous thing happening in DeFi right now um, and can bring down uh, the entire decentralized economy. For a little while, we're too resilient to to be down for. Fucking divas, I'm gonna turn you off, bro. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. I just dude, all the air. I don't think it's fun. He's like, it's gonna destroy the whole ecosystem. You need to temper the. You need to temper the hype. You know, it, it's yeah, like I, that, I yeah. wouldn't be so extreme. Like this is almost reactionary. Like don't take yeah. what I'm saying a hundred percent seriously, but use it to temper. Um, your existing thoughts and just kind of align yourself. Um, it's just $500 million with no product, even for someone as wonderful and beautiful as Daniele. It just is, is totally insane as, and is indicative of, of the entire kind of frog economy. I'm sorry, frog guys. I, you, any of you can challenge me one V one to a fight and I will accept um, you'll just have to find me first. And Abu Dhabi. It's well, all risk mitigation too, right? Like, yeah. if you're not aware of something that's risky, yeah. you just see like big numbers and you're like, this is awesome. I'm throwing my life savings into it. Like oh. you can still decide to do that. But I, I yeah. think like being aware of, of something that, that might be overpriced, that might be overhyped, that, you know, there might be some risk involved. It's, you know, I think it's good to just have people be informed so yeah. they can look into stuff, do research, ask someone else a different opinion who completely disagrees with all of us and believe them like everyone can make their own decisions but i think these conversations are still good so that people yeah, are 100 getting different like, perspectives i guess that best case scenario um like the performance fees balance that out 
everything's okay, everyone's in money. Worst case scenario kind of becomes the sell the news or sell the product when it launches and price token dumps, which is probably the most likely situation. But as long as you're not one of the guys in the comments that bought like two minutes ago or is like checking the charts every second, you should be okay if you're long-term holding that token. I do want to share some stuff with you guys real quick. So <clears throat> one place where Danny has become a master is, is and I don't want... I don't know if social engineering is the right word, but that is kind of what it is in creating a community and creating multiple products. And and for what it's worth, Popsicle did have um, a product launched already, right? So people know what the product's going to be. It just, it had a problem and it had to get patched up and then go through multiple audits again. So Justin, I agree with you that price is very, very high and it's had a very, very big run. And I think where he plays really well is taking those profits and like that merlin candle that we see on spell that's always getting tweeted about like that's well known that those happen and they kind of just shoot the price but 500 million is a lot of a lot of market cap and i i love ice i hold ice i'm actually very ready for that to launch so it is what it is i will tell you that i met danny in uh, abu dhabi only briefly um but for the 10 minutes I spent with him. He was a very, very humble dude. Like he just, you wouldn't know that he's rocking, you know, multi-billion dollar DeFi protocols under his thumb. Yeah. Um, I'm very bullish on anything that he does. And just like the three comma three Omis, uh, the Frog Nation is strong and uh, they yeah. roll deep. So that's and he all fights we should go. For his coins. He fights for yeah. his coins. I was about to say, I would, I would give the same advice for things that I was working on to people. Like it's not, yeah. it's not, this isn't intended, like anything that I'm saying isn't specific to any project. Uh, like yeah, I, I swear to God, you will see me FUD whatever token we release a hundred times on Phantom Unchained. Um, <laughs> like I, I promise, I swear to God, you will see me FUD my own shit um, when, when the time comes. Like I will be on here, you know, boots to the ground FUDing. Um, so just like, that's just who I am. I'm purely analytical. I don't like fuck with like the social marketing side of things, even though sometimes that's all you need. And the fact that Daniele is in this conversation at all and that we're talking about him at all is mm -hmm. really a positive indicator of his, his character and his, of his protocols. Because I don't talk about stupid shit because what he's doing is not stupid shit. I mean, I do talk about stupid shit, but just to like, you know, be mean. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just, you know, like... Just be safe, guys, is all I got to yeah, say. Yeah, put a caution, guys. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, and honestly, for anyone that's on camera publicly with our face, it's always better to take the cautionary side than the pumper side because one yeah. one is safe and one you know gets you flaming bags of shit on your doorstep. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, along these same lines, Yell Finance. Now, I remember Yell because they airdropped like everyone. Like if you held Titty Coin in your wallet, you were going to get a Yell airdrop. You know, <laughs> Spirit, Spooky, Waka, uh, Maybe the brush guys, I think, paint, you know, what is equilibrium? Is it like, like Fragola, like Lamone? What is it? So, this was your topic 24. So I'm really relying yeah, on Yeah, yeah. No, um, I, I don't have any yell anymore. I'm one of those dumb airdrop dumpers. And then finally, <laughs> the prices shot back up after we've left. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people with some air yell dust or whatever is in their wallet, they're pretty happy. But uh, who knows? This could be kind of like the, the, 
the popsicle thing, sell the news. But the main thing, it's portfolio management. Yell is kind of on any swap. They're on a bunch of networks, Polygon, Phantom, and Binance, Ethereum, obviously. So they're basically, you're going to deposit like tokens in their farming strategy, depending on like whatever network you are. And then you can kind of choose a strategy risk level. And then depending on the, the risk level, they'll do more stuff with your tokens. They'll buy and, and change them on different farms, different networks, different positions. And and they'll kind of do this automated in the smart contract, sort of similar to what uh, ICE does. But it's awesome. It's good tech. Um, you can see the prices kind of reflected people's enthusiasm for the, the cool tech. But I just thought it was – I brought it as a topic because I thought it was awesome. Yell. Just literally from the grave, everyone kind of forgot. Everyone sold their, <laughs> their airdrop bags. They finally got rid of us uh, paper hands and doing well. So, yeah. Well, was it was it true that so somebody mentioned before our show today that they had a sixty million dollar market cap, but only twenty million in TVL? Was that act? So their their market cap three x exceeds their yeah their TVL. TVL. That's yeah. That's like you, risk adjusted yield farming. I think is really dope and necessary. But yeah, it's the same thing. It's like the tokens. I think of agnostic to the technology, you know, it's like, um, 60 mil TVL or 20 mil TVL, 60 mil market cap is weird to me. Um, but, uh, honestly, it seems like they're doing interesting stuff. Uh, I, I would like be interested to see how they implement it. Um, their, their risk adjusted yield farming. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, it's cool. Today I would at, just, at beta. What? Like, Today, like it, it just came out today. Um, oh shit! Like, really? Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> you can see the APYs. I'll just read them out. Like, so on sure, Phantom, yeah. if you went the safe way, they call it H two O. It's like one hundred twenty percent APY. If you went medium risk, it's two hundred and forty three percent APY. And there's Frankenstein. I think that's their highest. It's like seven thousand percent APY. Obviously, more risky. You can lose your funds in the oh yeah damn okay shit damn oh. frankenstein i wonder do they pending strike <laughs> oh they strike oh it's probably not day. open yet oh okay man. i i, I, I lied, guys. What, i think you deposit now though maybe i wonder what um architecture they're using uh do they have a github we uh we'll maybe talk about this another day um yeah. i'll i'll try to look into this for you guys um but yeah we can cool. table till next week yeah, very, right. very, uh, very necessary um, thing. It's it's kind of like tarot. It's just like providing value by moving risk around as opposed to moving money around, um, which I think is one of the most important um, things to build in DeFi. So awesome. And it could, it could be said that, all right, so we're only talking about a $60 million market cap, which pretty much like anyone with a Twitter account can probably get to a $60 million market cap with with not even you don't even need white paper these days just dude that's hard to do video you know dude that's hard to do <laughs> but my point know? is i don't know they've been around though they've been around they've been around yeah they, my they point is in anticipation of the tvl that should come flooding in from a product like this looking at that lopsided market cap tvl may not be an accurate appraisal of what they're doing that's my only yeah point. yeah definitely dig deeper i have not you know looked into this very much um, but I, I will definitely in the coming weeks, and we can uh, talk about it again when I'm more educated. Strategies during a crab. I'm a crab. <laughs> I can only move sideways. That's the problem with a crab. Uh, do you LP? Do you hold? Who wants this? This was uh, another 24 topic, wasn't it? I think. Do this one out there. 
Oh, yes, yes. I want to. This is kind of to the people in the comments. Like the energy I'm feeling, the desperate energy, not understanding market movement. This is just kind of to talk to you guys. Like it's kind of a crap. It's going sideways. Could be in a range up bottom. Just take a deep breath. Evaluate your portfolios. If you were smart, you broke LP probably at the bottom end before we started pumping. Now it's time to start pairing those things. Time to get into some unique strategies. Time to get deep into those protocols that you really believe in long term. Because this is when you accumulate. This is when you should really be focusing on your portfolio. And then, boom, when the kind of the next cycle comes, like Austin was mentioning market movements, understanding how things can rip and then come back, grab a little bit and rip again. It's just a constant cycle. Understand it. Understand you're in this for a long term. Make your plays with confidence, conviction, and 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 really don't look at those charts every second. You know, that's kind of yeah. what I wanted to talk to. But I wanted to ask you guys. You guys all use Phantom. Like, what are you guys doing right now? How are you kind of generating yield on on your money? I've never heard Double Sharp talk about investing. I like to hear. Yeah. What say. <laughs> I mean, I I don't do that much, honestly, partially because I just it's I've like successfully identified good investment opportunities and then lost money because I got too busy to like close a position or something. Oh yeah. Like in just the last few months I've, I've, I mean, it literally comes down to like, I've been too busy to pay attention to things. So like I've only put money into stuff that is, you know, I don't have to pay attention to like just, you know, normal staking in terms of like my opinion on like what to do in a, bear market or crab or whatever is like, you know, pretty much the same thing that you would do normally. And that's like, I actually don't think that when, when you see a, a token or whatever pump really high and then you're like, that's not really the time to be, you know, like trying to figure out how to accumulate and stuff. If, if you can come up with strategies to get, uh, you know, more of your holdings in your wallet when it's not doing that, then when it happens again, that's when you're going to do better. So. Like my my strategy has mostly just been holding right now, just partially because I've you know been too busy in life to to pay attention to too much, but also just because like in you know in general I also believe in Phantom doing well overall. So just I guess part of my investment is just like doing work on Phantom, and that's part of how I'm like trying to to invest in Phantom is more with my time than than like moving uh, funds around per se, but. That's like sort of my strategy. Like, it's like it's very exciting to see Phantom pumping and being worth a lot more. And at the same time, I was like, "Man, did I, did I miss my opportunity to like do some of the stuff I wanted to do when Phantom wasn't like a million dollars?" And then you know, so seeing it not necessarily just go completely parabolic isn't like you know, it'd be awesome to see that happen. But at the same time, I, I also see it as being an opportunity to like get more stuff done. Yeah, that's kind of how. I see it from like the developer's perspective as well. Like I, Austin is probably the one that'll have the best answer because I know he's like a beast at investing and trading and stuff. Like all I do is like, I just kind of take a mathematical approach um, and just try to hedge my positions uh, mm -hmm. such that I never, ever, ever have to really look at them. Um, and I use like a lot of automation just on Reaper and with Beethoven X um, and with Spooky Swap. Uh, and just collect fees, 
compound uh, yield and just keep accruing more tokens um, because, you know, I don't want to think really hard about buying and selling. You know, I just want to what I think really hard about is what positions I want to be in and what percentage of what assets I want to be exposed to and how I want to frame my exposure. Um, so honestly, like, forgive the quick shill here. Um, uh, go on reaper.farm and check out farms and look for one that has, that's completely composed of assets that you believe in and think are solid and want to hold long-term um, because this isn't the time to hold shit coins. Um, and I know I talk a lot about Phantom being a shitcoin, but it's a shitcoin with legs. Uh, I'll say that. Um, and uh, check out our check out our new Beethoven X scripts and just look at the asset composition of those. Go to the Beethoven web website. Um, that is one of my favorite tools as someone who hates trading. Um, and uh, yeah, get in get in a yield farm and just keep collecting interest, collect more tokens, and then once everybody's crying and there's blood on the floor. You can maybe unLP and make some purchases um, of higher risk assets, but um, just wait it out uh, and and collect yield and and build up more tokens. That's yeah, that's, and, that's what I think. Yeah, if you're a trader, do what Austin is about to say. <laughs> no, 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 don't do what I'm about to say because it actually has nothing to do with trading. I, you USDC kind of took the words <laughs> out of my mouth in that you know I LP assets that I'm long term bullish on, and I'll tell you what those are. Uh, ILP Phantom Spirit, ILP Phantom Boo, ILP Phantom Brush, um, ILP, hold on, I gotta look, uh, Phantom Ice, um, I have In Spirit, I have XLQDR, um, I've even got some stuff over on Summit since I saw my boy Yankee in the comments there. Um, and I just recently threw some stuff into Exodia after uh, getting to know the developer a little bit, right? But here's, all right, so here's the thing. I am super uber uber long-term bullish on all these projects because like I'm in very close contact with most of these teams, right? Especially the spirit guys. Like I just spent an entire week with four of them. Um, and Oh, and Beethoven. I I'm sorry. I left my boys at, at beats off. I do hold a bunch of beats. Um, but so I am long-term bullish on almost all of these, right? So like if one runs and, and phantom crabs and, back and forth and I don't give a shit. I'm just letting them roll, man. I'm letting them roll, baby. And because I want to be all right, as the guy doing YouTubes and shit like that, right? I am invested in this ecosystem as a whole. So I want to be positioned to benefit when the ecosystem benefits, right? That's my kind of thesis or ethos, whatever word I'm looking for there. And for me, spirit, spooky, uh paint because they're kicking ass with the NFT marketplace. Um, I am a strong believer in what Danny's doing, um, ir irrespective of price. Like I am a strong believer in what he's doing. Um, and, uh, the summit DeFi guys have some cool stuff. If you, if you're just looking for like a fun punt, uh, that don't plan on retiring on because it, it's, <laughs> it's a yield farm. They have some really cool shit going Their on. Their website though. is so good. Yeah. And, and yeah. I should say that like right now, the fact that reaper.farm doesn't have a half billion dollars in tbl is disgusting like you all of you guys need to go over there i use your site a lot um especially to just like look at what the trading fees are for the day and you know what the combined apy would be if i really just want to like get all titillated about returns um but you know i really rely on your site a lot and you know I love I love using it. So it so will be my, way better in three or four months. 
All right. All right. It will be like our analytics will be way better. It'll be faster. It's going to be fucking awesome. So keep an eye out for that. Boom. Boom, boom. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, Bren Capital says, still not compatible, D-Bank. Actually, it is, but Bren Capital, I'm going to make an assumption that you're in a liquid driver V2 crypt, which or doesn't Beethoven. show on D-Bank or Beethoven. Those are the, those yeah. are the couple that don't show yet. Um, I would say um, reach out to D-Bank. We've reached out to D-Bank. Um, a lot of it is just they need a, a high volume of people. Um, so if you want to see that, they are like they operate decentralized and they do like prioritize things based on demand. So just help us reach out to them um, and, and we'll see that sooner. But we're mostly on D-Bank, just not the newest uh, crypts. They need to integrate those. Um, Boom. And yeah, freaking uh, they were talking about XLQDR uh, in mm-hmm. here. That is a good way to expose yourself to all sorts of yield. Um, I think they've got a very, very interesting system. Um, so if you can't pick what farm to go in, X liquid driver uh, will kind of expose you to all of them um, mm-hmm. because of how they like liquidate stuff and, and send it to X liquid driver holders. Um, so you can check that out as well. That's very cool. Boom. All right. Let's keep this. Let's keep this show on the road. Last topic. What's up with the markets? Bullish or bearish 24. Give it to me. I'm, I'm <laughs> saying it's ranging. I would say kind of a crab. I wouldn't even be bullish or bearish at this point, you know. Um, you could probably expect a, a wicked nasty pump eventually, but who knows? Like you can't time that. Like if if you said that Phantom was gonna gonna do what it did in October and stuff ahead of time, I would think like how would you know that? Like no one really knows. But uh I am very bullish on my LPs, I'm very bullish on my uh my strats to earn money. Uh, I recently Deposited in urine. I think you touched on it. And then I got some MIM minted it and earned on that. And there's just so much cool ways to kind of diversify and try things like X, uh, LQDR and so many ways to just kind of get into the ecosystem. And then boom, when everything goes crazy again, your, your hands are in so many different things. You're eating, eating everyone's yeah. lunch. <laughs> <laughs> So um, real quick, so just looking at the phantom charges. So we saw a double top, right? Which is super easy for anyone to see, even if they don't understand how charts work. But the way that a double top works uh, is it, it forms kind of like an M, right? And if you go from the middle of the M, right? The down up to the very top of the M and you measure that range, that should be the amount that we go beneath the middle of that M. That's how a double top works, right? Just like that. And so... Judging by this chart, I'm not telling you to trade on this information, but the top was at 350. Uh, the middle of the M was at 290, which is 60 cents. So if you go from 290 down to, according to this, it puts us down around uh, between 230 to 240, which line up with the FIB levels. So take that for whatever it's worth. That should be the completion of that chart pattern, which may see a continuation for what it's worth. I'm bullish. Yeah. I feel like it we're on sports awesome. center right now. <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome that like with institutions and stuff in crypto, like we're starting to actually like not be as volatile as we used to be, um, mm-hmm. which is like fucking awesome. Um, and I hope like the trend continues because like it used to be like like technical analysis. I used to be like, no, take any price movement you predict and then like amplify it. And that's crypto. Um, but now it's like, 
you I sometimes Austin makes these calls and I'm like like I don't know. It, it's like he's like a seer. He's like a wizard. He's like an ancient oracle. But um <laughs> yeah, it's nice that it's nice that TA is becoming more uh legitimate in this space because it just makes me less scared. I get a little scared sometimes. That's why I buy USDC. But um, I'm not a trader. If I were a trader, I would have zero dollars. I'd lose my pants every week. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I think. Oh, I think we're crabbish. I hope we crab forever for the rest. That's of the what time. I was thinking. As well. That'd be good. A bit of a range. And then <laughs> I I think, no are you idea. muted? Double sharp. I think you're muted, buddy. Yeah, I was getting more coffee, so I muted myself. <laughs> um, no, that's I, I. That's the same thing. Like I feel like as a as a developer, like part of it is I just, I feel like I look at things differently uh, and it, it does make it harder to trade in some respects. I also think like, you know, full disclosure, I think the last time I like properly traded was like 2017 or something and regularly lost money on things that were good trades because like I was saying, I just would get busy and like forget and like two days later be like, oh yeah. And then look and be like, oh man, I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's not, uh, it's, like me not trading doesn't necessarily mean anything other than like I personally couldn't manage like, you know, all my work, my personal life and doing that. Yeah. Um, but something people may not know about me is in now a very long time ago, I actually, uh, one of the, when I first moved to California, my job was working for a company called Profit Finance that did uh, all technical analysis stuff. So we did lots of charting and we had stock data feeds and all sorts of cool stuff like writing uh, indicators and like you know doing all, all sorts of like identifying chart patterns automatically and it ended up getting bought by lots of people and now I think some of my codes running at Ameritrade these days but that was like Dude, very um, so it's it, like I, I've had experience with TA and it's definitely sort of black magic but also kind of works out uh, more than then it seems like it should. So um, I agree with what Justin was saying, though. It's like it's it's interesting to see some of the volatility start going away and like some of the start chart patterns are playing out more reliably because there's less opportunity for people to manipulate price once you start getting to certain volumes. Um, yeah. It just makes it makes it, you know, play out more along market uh like just how the market's moving instead of an individual being able to come in and, and do something, whether it's intentionally or not, that that like uh, greatly affects the price. So I think with a lot of this stuff you do, it's like with any numbers, you need to have a lot of them before some of this stuff starts playing out the way you expect it to. Yeah, I think there's a social a social aspect to it also in that if everyone's assuming the same rules are going to apply, then they will make them apply, right? And that's yeah, the self-fulfilling prophecy of it. it. Yeah, I had somebody yeah. give me give me a really good analogy for the markets. He said, you know, if you take a little drop of blood and you look at it under a microscope, what you're going to see is just a war going on of white blood cells killing shit and back and forth. And if you're zoomed in that close, it's going to look like chaos. But that if you zoom out, that's what's necessary for the successful functioning of the human body, right? Mm -hmm. And so zoom out a little bit, right? Just just take the take the the heat off. And if you're bullish, like if I told anybody, anybody, hey man, if you just did nothing for like two to three years, you're definitely gonna make a hundred percent profit, right? Not financial advice, but you know, yeah. could you do it? And and that's really the problem. That's like the hardest shit in the world is to do nothing in crypto because there's just 
everything, you know what I mean? So just, I'm uber bullish long-term, which is why LP tokens that I am also bullish long-term. Um, and that's, uh, that's my, that's my take. Yeah, so was, I, didn't, I didn't give my actual opinion, which is exactly that. Um, like I overall, am, am, I have no idea what's happening like today or tomorrow or like the next couple months. I do think that the fact that Phantom went up so much without, you know, a correction to two something is still like a huge increase over the last couple months. The fact that it didn't collapse means that tells me that it, it's, you know, likely to be, be sustainable. And so who knows what actually happens, but it is like overall the chart pattern looks good. I'm obviously working on Phantom because I'm overall bullish on Phantom. I could go work on another chain or non-crypto stuff if I wanted to, and I'm still working on this stuff. So like I'm my my goal is like more of a long-term strategy than than any like you know this week or next week or a month or whatever. Yeah. Boom. All right, let's wrap this up, man. So somebody uh, real quick, somebody asked about Phantom. Um, I, I have a new policy that I won't talk about anyone on Twitter unless they have gotten on a Zoom with me, right? Bottom line, it's too risky for me just with all the garbage that's going on. If a developer won't get on Zoom and most of the time show your face to at least me, I'm not going to mess with you, right? So, and that uh, Phantom is new. I haven't talked to him, so I, I, I have no opinion about uh, any of it. They might be they might be awesome. I have nothing uh, to say. Same uh, side as right, cool. Exodia. If you look at their documents, they... Some words they didn't even remove Exodia in there, so uh, whatever. I took a look at Whoopsies. <laughs> All right, boys, we got to wrap this up, man. We've been on here for far, far, far too long. My name's Austin with FTM Alerts with Justin Beavis, Double Sharp, my brother, and $24. Not wearing a do rag today. We're going to catch you all on the next live stream. Take care, everybody. Peace. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.